Hello, my name is Asia Whitson from Townview Magnet Center. So today I chose my unit selection to be stratification and inequality. Today we're talking about a very serious topic and it's basically the normalization of gun violence on social media in the black community. So what I'm gonna be talking about is starting off with the basics. Social media is a platform that everyone has or can take advantage of if they want to. Social media consists of consists of Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, House Party, uh, whatever you want, you name it, Twitter. There's so many platforms that we use to communicate things that we feel are funny, lighthearted, but in this situation... That's definitely not the case. As a community, as a black person in the community, by posting on social media for someone who has suffered from gun violence or someone who has experienced gun violence, we desensitize ourselves to the actual trauma that we face from the situation. And we feel that by posting on social media, for awareness that we're doing something to empower people but instead instead of spreading awareness it's just being inconsiderate of the sensitive you know the sensitive topic of this idea this, this situation and it shouldn't be something that should be on social media but it all starts with the attention that the media brings to it. So usually when there are things like this that happen online, for example, like Eric Gardner, Sandra Bland, uh, or just people who you know in, in the community who have been through gun violence, who have first-handed or second-handedly seen gun violence, it affects everyone, and although we advocate on social media, what are we exactly doing besides putting it out there and hurting ourselves? And some people make it an obligation to spread awareness and to advocate for it, but others just post it and don't even take it to heart. Because, after all, gun violence is not a light-hearted matter. It's simply not. And so, that leads me to say that there are some great movements and some great things that come out of traumatic situations. Like the Black Lives Matter movement. Great example. You know, the NAACP. Like, great examples of how... We have been mistreated as a community and people are taking that step to advocate for us. Absolutely amazing. But the thing is, we might make it a staple for every time a situation gets out of hand, we grab our phones, we record it. That isn't always the case and it shouldn't always be the case. But it's sad to say that we're so used to having to be in situations and we automatically have to hold our phone out because we feel that somebody's under attack. Someone's going to get shot. 
someone's going to be the next hashtag on social media when it shouldn't be that way and it shouldn't be that case. And I know that I'm not the only person who sees it as, oh my gosh, why can't I scroll on social media and see positive things, positive representation? We don't get that. It, it's not fair that we have to go on, on social media as a community and see the tragic things that happen to people who look like us, who aren't being represented well, who aren't being treated as humans. It's inhumane to see how many people who look like us get treated so poorly and become victims of gun violence or or their families who have to keep seeing it on social media and it becomes so unreal. And so we as a community feel that although posting it seems like it's spreading awareness for this cause, it's not. That's not the proper form of media. If anything, it's a confirmation bias from mainstream media, Fox, CNN, even other news outlets like New York Times, the Washington Post. Those, those major outlets. Sure, we get stories covered about it all the time when someone else is at fault. And in that representation that that person gets, especially the victims of gun violence, geez, the representation that they get, oh, they were a thug, oh, these derogatory terms, oh, these descriptions of us when something happens to us. Another example, Cynthia Brown, Cynthia Brown, she just got released from jail. She was a girl who got prostituted. She went to jail when she was 16. And it's crazy how social media gave her a platform to help her get free from jail. But at the same time, it's like, where is the sense of morality when these news outlets cover such stories because they make it out to seem like whenever a person of color is put into jail they're automatically seen as thugs they were the rowdy ones who deserve to be in jail they use words to say that we are criminals to be depicted as criminals And it's not the first time, you know, that the media has been able to do that to us. It's not the first time. But it's the sad thing that we as a community allow it. We accept it. And that's the problem. We're advocating sometimes for others and we have our own separate 
cause. But as a community, we fail to recognize the reason why we're getting treated as such. We're still experiencing, you know, this inhumane behavior because we are simply just not good enough. We're not good enough at speaking up for ourselves or advocating for ourselves. And whenever we do, it's seen as rioting or we're all causing a scene for publicity on medias, on different news outlets. And it absolutely makes no sense. And with such a sensitive topic, I will say this, as a result of social media being a huge impact in our lives now especially, the movement that we have sparked to advocate for ourselves, I still think it's truly amazing that people are kind-hearted enough to even do these things to the extent of other people, for us as a whole, for us to be progressive as the community. But at the same time, when are we going to be seen as equals? That That's a question that comes from who deserves justice, and let alone by wanting justice, does that mean that we have to traumatize ourselves to really receive it? Thank you for listening to <laughs> Thank you for listening to my editorial. This is Asia Whitson reporting from Townview Magnus Center.